Hey guys, it's Marge here. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode. It's going to be a very inspiring episode with a good friend of mine. And I just wanted to hop on prior to you actually getting the episode started to let everyone know that we're going to be discussing some heavy topics in this one. Um, so just a brief trigger warning um, for anyone who may be influenced by discussing um, self-harm, suicide, um, domestic relationship issues, um, just, you know, a little, a, a precursor to, to the start of this. But I want to thank Jordan for coming on and sharing her story because it is a very inspiring one. And it reminds us that we are in control of our own destinies and we can, choose to control it for the better. So I hope you enjoy it. And as always, thanks for listening. See ya. It's the Carol and Marge Hello, Carol. Hi, Marge. Hi, Marge. How are we doing? I'm good. How are you doing, by the way, with, uh, you know, carrying a, a second person? Oh, wait, should I not say what the second person is yet? Or do you want to wait? Do you, what do you want or, to do? Or I can just say it. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you do the honors. We're Marge. having a boy. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. I told Leah this of why I thought it was a boy. So I was telling Leah that I was like, you know what? No question in my mind that it's a boy. And here's why. That baby has been so patient. I know it's going to be a mini Jordan. There's no way it's a mini Maggie. It's definitely a mini Jordan. And then, bam, boy, on Saturday. You are giving Jordan a lot of credit right now. I mean, he is a very patient person. And if you hear the truth, yeah. sorry, it decided to go off right now. Um, he's a very <laughs> patient person, but he also has his moments. Yeah, I mean, everyone has moments. You know, it's, it's a thing. I am definitely the the less patient of the two, though. Yeah, yeah. I definitely there was not a doubt in my mind. I'm like, this has been such an easy thing. Jordan's the perfect person. Like, it's it's great. <laughs> it's a boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, dare I ask? Do you have a name yet? Can that I ask? I mean, I already favorite. know. I already know it's going to be Carly something. I, I just don't know Never. what the middle name is yet. Never. <laughs> I no, I would not do that. All right, Carl. Okay, fine. Short. Carol. I get it. So that way, you know, it's 2020, you know, gender fluidity. I get it. You know, Carly's maybe a little bit too out there. Nope. I'm keeping it a secret until the baby shows up. So All right, fair enough. Y'all got to wait. But speaking of the name Jordan, how do you like my segue? That was really um, good. That was really I good. Thank you. I was waiting for <laughs> do it myself but i was waiting for you to jump on that (laughs) (laughs) so we have a guest on this week who a lot of you listening are not familiar with so this is kind of nice um because we've had a lot of people on who everyone kind of knows from our community um but we have how long have you been friends 23 years (laughs) oh geez louise um god well, we probably, when did we meet? Like second grade, probably? Grade, yeah. Wow. So whatever 30 minus that is. Yeah, you're right. 23 years. 23 That's years. Wow. <laughs> Her name happens to be Jordan. So the other Jordan <laughs> in my life. 
<laughs> the first Jordan. The first Jordan to walk. Technically, the, the first Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> we, we call her when the I'm, two are together. My Jordan is Little J, and then this Jordan is Big J. Which, if you knew them, it's ironic because Jordan is a big guy, and then this Jordan we have is not a big guy. <laughs> she, she's a little woman. <laughs> <laughs> so. But welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. Jordan, I have I have to say I am uberly impressed that you are drinking tea. It makes my heart extremely happy that you are drinking tea. I have to because, get cozy because right after this I have to make myself try and go to bed. So it is like I get laughed at all the time. Like at dinner when, you know, like everyone's like done with dinner and they're like, Do you want dessert? And I always order a hot tea. Yeah. Always. Well, this, you know, I've gotten like real nerdy with my drink choices too because I stopped <laughs> drinking recently. So I'm like always congratulations. Like, thank you. Always have like a tea or a seltzer. You know, just the typical. <laughs> I have to have something in my hand, and it can't be a glass of wine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie has also given up drinking too. Right? Which is... uh, yeah. Good for you, Maggie. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's brave. <laughs> I'm really proud of you for giving up drinking. Right? <laughs> the past couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> something, but I've been having a lot of tea as well. <laughs> it's good. Yes, but I thought it would be cool to bring you on because <clears throat> your story is a little bit different than um, other people that we've talked to, right? Because generally we talk to people who are in the powerlifting community and they kind of started this strength experience and then something else happened midway and then they like rebounded and continued their strength journey. Whereas you have a different path um, where you weren't really involved in strength training per se. Um, well, we did some workouts together, but, <laughs> but. <laughs> she kicked my ass, Maggie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you found your love for it through a different route. So I wanted to have you kind of share your story, you know, what you're comfortable with and, um, yeah, go from there. Alrighty. Um, well, yeah, I'm definitely not a power lifter at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> this isn't powerlifting specific. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started, well, I guess I started working with a trainer like right before quarantine. So like right before everything shut down. So that's when I like really started getting into being at the gym and strength training. But like this whole past year has really been a time of me trying to like figure out what makes me feel good, what's good for me, um, what was going to help me heal some things. And I learned very quickly that like moving my body every day was something that I really needed to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Do you want like a background of like all the trauma? Whatever you, whatever you feel comfortable with, you know, yeah. we can, I mean, no, we can I'm dive cool. into it more based yeah, on, you know, cool how comfortable with, you are. With sharing. Um, yeah, I'll sh it might end up being more of a mental health episode for you guys. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, that's totally but, okay yeah. with us. Um, but strength training has really been the, one of the biggest things that has helped me 
to heal a lot of shit. Um, so yeah, I guess, well, I, I live in Georgia right now and I moved here a little over a year ago. And when I moved here, I was just, I was lost. I was so broken. I had just dealt with back to back a lot of shit. Um, which the short version, maybe, and we can go into it, but I'll just give you the Cliff Notes version here. Like, I just had a lot of childhood trauma that I hadn't dealt with. Um, and then I got married very young. And that relationship ultimately was not a healthy one. Um, it was one where I was really, I think, just trying to escape some other things. Um, and he was not very kind to me and that ended um with him cheating on me with a friend some people know this story <laughs> um and so that was that was really hard to to deal with um but instead of really dealing with the pain at that point in my life i just started drinking a lot um i was <coughs> um pretty much abusing doctor prescribed Xanax like every single night. Um, and just not, I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with the feelings. I couldn't deal with the pain and I was just trying to numb it out as, as much as I could. Meanwhile, I was like, every night I was so drunk and going off online and everyone was like, oh my God, you badass, like put him in your, in his place. And I was just like, oh God, this is embarrassing every morning. And then I just kept doing it. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, but just, I wasn't, I wasn't dealing with the things that I needed to deal with. Um, and then I started dating someone and it was just, it was another bandaid. It was, I thought that if I was in a relationship, I would be okay. And this relationship ended up being probably even worse than I, it was very different than my marriage, but like the intensity of it and the type of, um, the type of manipulation and I don't want to call it abuse, but it was just, it was so unhealthy. We were really bad for each other. Um, and a lot of the things that I was, my unhealthy coping mechanisms were really reinforced in that relationship. Um, and then that one ended by getting cheated on again. So that was really fun. And I had to deal with like, that pain all over again. Um, and so when that happened, um, I had also just lost my job about a month prior, um, which was really a really tough situation for me and was just kind of a product of the choices that I was making in that time of my life. Um, so I really, I just felt like I just felt so lost and like I had no one left. I had burned a lot of bridges with friends because I was so caught up in pouring myself into this relationship because I thought it was going to be what made me feel better. Um, and I am very lucky. I've had some friends who stuck through that and are still my friend today. And then I had some, you know, who just couldn't, couldn't do it. And I get that. Um, but I felt just really alone. I was in so much pain and I just felt like there was no coming back from everything that I had been through. Um, so at like my lowest point, I 
tried to commit suicide. Um, and I am so thankful that it did not work <laughs> and my body fought back and I woke up the next morning feeling worse than I ever had in my life, but I knew that I had to get better. Um, I knew that like ending it was just not on the table. We weren't ever going to try that ever again, but I also couldn't feel the way I had been feeling for the past year and longer than that. I mean, I had been dealing with a lot of shit for a lot longer than that. Yeah. Um, I just knew I couldn't live like that anymore. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I had to do something. Um, and I think it was, I think it was actually the, the day after my attempt that I had, I had been applying for jobs in Georgia, knowing that I, I just wanted a fresh start and I needed to get out. Um, and I think it was the next day that I actually got a call for an interview for the job that I have now. <laughs> Um, so it all kind of started aligning at that point. I got that call and less than three weeks later, I moved to Georgia. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was one of the best decisions that I ever made for myself. It was one of the scariest things I've ever done, but it was really like just kind of this catalyst for all of this change in my life. Um, so I got here and I knew, I knew I couldn't just move. Like you can't just like run away from your problems. I knew that everything I had been dealing with was going to follow me here. Um, but that it was a good start and I could go to the ocean whenever I wanted, um, <laughs> which is big. That's been very big. <laughs> it's a nice perk. <laughs> it's one of the best. Um, but yeah, so I, I knew like I really had to take my healing seriously and, so as soon as I got here, I found a therapist, um, and I have been in and out of therapy since I was 18. Um, but this time it was just really different. Mm -hmm. I was ready to take it a lot more seriously. And I found again, the universe kind of just sent me exactly the person that I needed. Um, just like the best therapist who, um, isn't afraid. I, my therapists in the past have always been like cheerleaders and have just been like, you're doing great. And I would be like, no, I'm not <laughs> like <laughs> not doing great, but okay. Um, and I was always like afraid to be completely honest, I think about how awful I felt with them. And so from day one, I was just like, I laid it out. I was like, listen, lady, like, this is it. This is my life. This is what I've tried to do. Like, we got to fix this. Um, and she has just been the, the best. Um, she really explained everything that I was going through and that was happening to me in just like the scientific terms of, you know, when I would feel crazy for reacting a certain way and she'd be like, well, your body is releasing this right now because of that and blah, 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 blah. Um, but it really like helped to know exactly why. Absolutely. Um, so she was actually the person that we were talking a lot about. I'm diagnosed with PTSD and we were talking about my sleep and just like, I, I've never been a good sleeper. And that's how the Xanax started because I, I literally could not sleep. Um, and so I still wasn't sleeping and she was like, well, 
you know, you should start working out. And I was like, yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds hard. <laughs> um, so I just, you know, a lot of like my healing over the past year has been about making really small promises to myself and falling through on those things because to say, you know, you're super depressed and you just had an attempt like two years or two months ago. And now you're going to like go to the gym every day. Like that's not realistic. Like that's probably not going to happen. But my promise to myself was you're, you're going to move your body every day. Like you're going to do something. Um, and it really helped because I have dogs. So I just, I made the promise that I was going to start walking them every day. And it, even if it was 10 minutes, whatever. And slowly those promises just kind of started building on themselves. So then it was, you're going to, you have to move your body for 30 minutes every day. And then, um, then I joined a gym just like planet fitness. And I was really, into, I've always been really intimidated, ew, intimidated by the gym. Like I just, I had no idea what to do outside of cardio and like group fitness classes. Um, so when I was at Planet Fitness, it was just like, here I am on the elliptical, but it was working for me. Like I made the promise, like, you're going to do something, even if it's 30 minutes of walking on the treadmill, like you just need to move your body. And so when I was able to really keep those promises to myself, I was, I started to see just a big change in the way I felt about myself and what I thought I was capable of. And then it got to a point of like, okay, like I'm ready for more. Um, and I really, I had, I missed group fitness. Like that's something I've always liked. I was a dancer. I just like that aspect at the gym. So I started searching for a gym that had that around here and I found one. And, um, when you signed up, you got a free training session and I was just kind of like, what the hell, why not? Like, let's do this. I had just like had a conversation with my therapist about like trying new things and meeting new people and stepping outside of my comfort zone. And I was like, well, this is new. This is definitely outside of my comfort zone and it'll be good for me. And it has been like the best thing yeah. for me. <laughs> um, and it sucks because I did start literally right before the world shut down. Like, I think I had one session with my trainer and then we shut down. Um, but it helped knowing that I was going to be going back to that. It really helped me like stay active while we were shut down, which I think really helped with my mental health during that time. Cause I was really scared that like it could all go downhill very quickly. I think <laughs> and that it was a common, a common it thing was. to feel it was. mental health. Um, yeah. We were all, absolutely. yeah, we were all in that boat together and um, so I, again, just, I, I already had that promise for myself, like move your body every day. So you better believe we went for like three walks a day and I was doing like fitness videos in my bedroom. Um, and luckily, I mean, luckily for me, selfishly, I don't know if it's lucky for the state of Georgia, but like we opened up very quickly here. Um, so I was back in the <laughs> I was Georgia was like no rules go ahead <laughs> yeah, yeah we don't have we don't believe in anything here it's fine um <laughs> so I was back at the gym and back at work by the beginning of May so I mean it wasn't oh shit bad. yeah that's like six weeks yeah it wasn't that's wild we didn't, we didn't take shit seriously at all <laughs> oh that's yeah. wild 
Yeah. Crazy. So, I mean, I've been back at the gym since May and that's when like things really got, um, for real. Like I really started working with my trainer and it's just been one of the most amazing experiences for me. Not only is it like, um, like, yeah, my PTSD, it has worked wonders. Like I was just saying to someone the other day, how like, holy shit, like I sleep through the night. Like, I, I just, I fall asleep and then I, and then I wake up at like a normal hour, like, and I'm not tired all day. Like I have a normal sleep schedule. I've never had that before. Um, and like, yeah, like the changes in my body are, you know, nice to see, but like, it's way more than that for me. It's like, I finally like, believe in myself. Um, like I'm, I, I do things every day that I think, wow, like I never thought I could do that. Yeah. Um, or I leave every training session just lifting a little more weight or holding something a little longer. And it's just, I mean, I can't tell you, I, I get really like corny with it, but I can't tell you how many times I left the gym, like sobbing because a year ago, like I was so fucking depressed that like I couldn't get out of bed. Right. And like, and like now I'm doing stuff at the gym that like, and I'm like confident at the gym. Yeah. Like I, I know, I know what you're supposed to do with things now. <laughs> <laughs> empowering, right? It like it's gives you super this, like, empowering. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just to, to be able to accomplish something that you just never thought you could do is like, it's an amazing feeling. And then it really carries over into so many more aspects of your life. Like I'll any, now, anytime I'm met with like any kind of adversity, it's like, all right, but like, you can do this. Like you do hard things all the time. Like this is no different. Um, and it's really like, yeah, <laughs> it's been, you know, like great for my muscles and I'm getting stronger, but like, I just, my mind has gotten so much stronger too, like, because half of it is just a mental game and I could never push myself like to that point before, but now it's like, I can, I can talk myself through a workout. I can do it. Um, I love to tell myself you can do anything for 30 seconds. Just, (laughs) you can do this. (laughs) Well, I think that's a common, you know, I don't want to say misconception, but, you know, people always, I, especially when we had to shut down, everyone's like, why are people so upset the gyms are closed? But the gym is more than just going for aesthetics or um, going for physical health. It's very much about mental health for many, many people. And scientifically, it has, like you said, it's had tons of benefits for people suffering from PTSD, depression, anxiety. It gives you an outlet to channel all of that and then learn proper coping mechanisms when presented with things in your daily life. Um, So I do think that, you know, it's important people see that the gym can do so much more. And Carly and I both see that with our clients. I know Carly, you train a lot of like the general public. So you see it probably even more than I do with athletes, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's also just routine, right? I mean, like at the end of the day, like it's part of your daily routine. It's part of your weekly routine. Uh, you, you make a commitment and a couple of things you brought up, Jordan, that I, I want to go into after we yeah. discuss, discuss this, but like, it's, 
you know, it, it's a part of everyday life for most people now, you know, and, and it's, you know, one of those things where, you know, we're all creatures of habit at some point, you know, whether in the good or the bad. And I think having that, you know, being thrown off of a schedule and thrown off of a routine, people realize how much they rely on certain things. Um, mm-hmm. And for, for good reasons, you know, they rely on these things for, for um, you know, whether it's uh, coping mechanisms or it's just a way of releasing um, a certain way to feel. And I think that, that, that is brought to light throughout the quarantine process. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily for you guys, it, it only lasted six <laughs> it didn't weeks. It lasts too long. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Jealous. What was it? Yeah, Toxic, ex- Charlie. Extremely <laughs> jealous. Um, extremely jealous in that sense. But, you know, it, also in the flip side, you know, Maggie and I have talked about that, you know, that downtime of, you know, having the other flip side of things, you know, our, our worlds are turned upside down, but also it gives us a time to self-reflect and also give us a time to appreciate everything else that we've had going on in our lives, which I think a lot, I hope a lot of people did during quarantine as yes. well, regardless of how long that um, a couple of things that, you know, Jordan, through your story is, is, is incredible. You know, it's, it's a story that could be told, you know, four or five different ways, you know, it, it yeah. could have went, um, in the negative and, and I'm mm-hmm. really happy for you, uh, that it went in the positive sense. Um, and, and, you know, we, we've all heard stories that, uh, are very similar. You and I have very similar stories in, in that sense, not, maybe the, the traumatic experience you've had in, in divorces and, and relationships in that sense. Um, but you know, the, the same PTSD and the same tra- mm-hmm. trauma and the yeah. same, you know, um, attempts, it's just, you know, one thing that you said that really resonated with me was the, the commitment you made to yourself, you know, and, and that's, I think something that really gets overshadowed um, for a lot of people that struggle, you know, they don't want, necessarily in the moment to make a commitment to themselves you know may, you yeah. you consistently kept saying that you're going to make promises to yourself and, and you want to adhere to those promises and those are little small daily tasks and little little things that are just so easily done and you overthink it because it's so mm-hmm. easy right you're just like you can yeah easily I, I'm gonna, skip them too <laughs> right right it, it's just so easy to do but also so easy not to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. Right. But is that, is that truly committing to yourself? And I don't think so. And I think you did. That was one of the, you know, throughout hearing your story, that was one thing that stayed true to yourself. Once you made that commitment to better your, um, you know, your state, uh, you made a commitment every single day to yourself. And that's, that's something I think I I could probably talk to 10 different people and they would probably say that they can't do that or haven't done that. It's hard. It's hard. And like, it really is. you have to, you really have to start small mm-hmm. because yeah. otherwise I think like in the past when I tried to do something, I, I wouldn't start small and then you just feel like a failure from the start and then we'll just screw this. I'm not going to do it. So when you start to make those little promises and you start to see the changes in your life because of it, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to be disciplined. Absolutely. I, I've said this to Maggie before and I've said that I think I might've said this on an earlier episode of the podcast, but it's like the only person at the end of the day that has your back is yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and they're the only person that really you're re- responsible for, you know, until obviously, you know, little babies pop out, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> is, 
is yourself. I mean, like you have to own and you have to live that life every single day. Like you, you are the yeah. only person that's committing um, and responsible for your own actions at the end of the mm-hmm. day. So, and, and doing what you did, I think was incredible. Yeah. And then yeah. one other thing, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> one other thing that I think is also something we've talked about previously, but something that's worth noting. You, you went in, you said you've been in, in and out of counseling since 18. You know, mm-hmm. and that's something I was in and out of counseling since I've been, I think, around the same age, uh, 15, I think, for me. Yeah. I took a lot of time off in that sense yeah. because parents got divorced, <laughs> whatever. It, it, and then things happened in life. But um, you didn't truly commit to that process back then. And, right. and then, it, you know, it, I think something worth noting is you get what you put into it, right? Like you, you absolutely do, yeah. You fully committed to therapy and also found the right fit which is which is also huge i mean like i think that also you know and maggie and i have talked about this with training more so you know it's about a fit one of our future guests coming up is someone that found me through having a good fit with me um Mm -hmm. but again like that goes for physical therapy that goes for chiro that goes for um therapists that goes for trainers that goes for literally anything like when you play a sport in college, you pretty much are finding a fit for yourself amongst that culture. Like it, it, that sort of um, relatability to anything, like it has to fit and work for you. And also you have to be willing to put in the work to make sure it works. You know, if you're doing your part and they're doing their part, that's the only way that that kind of relationship jives and the only way that it's really successful. Yeah. Agreed. And I think it's really the the best thing that I agree with you. The best thing that you could have done is go start, get a fresh start. You know, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that like, that's the answer to everyone. Like, sure. you know, but for me, as much as I love Buffalo and it will always be my home, there was so much trauma there Yeah. yeah. that wherever I went, I was scared of who I would see. I was reminded of something and it was also really easy for me to fall back into bad habits there. Sure. So yeah, moving was just. Do you find that it, it forced you to take those steps to find the right person and really start to not just band-aid things like you said, but um, address them head on? Yeah. I mean, um, I hope that I would have, even if I had stayed in Buffalo, like after, after my attempt, I literally had, I had hit rock bottom. So like at that point I knew, okay, what you've been doing is not working. You need to fix this. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think moving here there, there, it left me no other choice. There were no crutches, right? There was no one to bail me out of this if it went south like I was here on my own and I I needed to make it work and I needed to be happy and healthy and I was going to do and I'm still in the process of doing you know whatever it takes to to have that life for myself I think that's important what you just said because it is a process and it's a continuous process and that's where the field of mental health is so different than like a physical like injury, you know, like something that's acute, like a broken arm or 
um, something like that, it repairs itself and then you move on. But with mental health, it is a process. And I think, you know, understanding that and learning it is, is healing. Um, and I, I really commend you for finding the steps that you're taking to help you continue on that healing journey. Yeah, I think like when it comes to mental health, it's, it's forever. Like mm -hmm. I, every day that I wake up want to be better than the person I was yesterday. And I might take really small steps or I might do something really huge, but like either, either way I wake up every day and I know I am happier and healthier than the person I was yesterday. I am the healthiest version of myself. Um, and I know that like, that's going to last my whole life. And I'm excited for that too. Like I can't wait to grow and see like, what is Jordan a year from now? Like she's probably going to be a lot different. And that's, yeah. that's super exciting. Cause I've never, I was always just stuck in just barely surviving. And I thought that's all life had to offer. And I was really wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, so being where you are now, what do you think you would say to past Jordan? Like, Buffalo Jordan or fresh at Georgia Jordan, like what, what would you say to her? Um, just, I mean, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I think I, I didn't, I really truly didn't know if it was, and I didn't know if I was capable of healing or of getting better. I really thought I was a lost cause. And I, I just think no one is ever a lost cause. Yeah. Like we can, you, you can do it and it's not going to be easy. No. Like no. I won't, it's not, it's not easy at all, but you can do it. And I think I would have also just reminded her to love herself and go a little easier on herself. Like I, I did the best that I could with what I had and I don't judge myself for the decisions that I made. Like I truly, I'm at a point and I hate people who say this, but like I'm at a point where I'm really thankful for all of those experiences. Yeah. Because nothing wrong it, with that. It's really hard. Like it gets really tricky when you're talking about abuse and childhood trauma and like things that never should have happened to you. Mm -hmm. But if those things didn't happen to me, I wouldn't be who I am right now. Right. And I am really proud of the person that I am. And so, I mean, I think, I don't think you have to find meaning in those things if it's not right for you, but if you can, like it, it does help to say like, yeah. So just, yeah, I don't know. I think <laughs> people have a hard time conceptualizing what rock bottom is. Sure. And I, I think that's a term that I think it's very loosely defined uh, amongst people who don't have never really hit rock bottom, right? Like yeah. they think, rock bottom is materialistic or um, financially. They don't actually know what like the deep emotional rock bottom maybe it's feels a feeling. like. I feel like yeah. it's more so a feeling that like I still can't even describe. Yeah. Like uh, I can't I, describe how, and I, you know, the people who know, know, but mm -hmm. like it's the most painful, just, I literally just felt like my soul had been like ripped out and crutched. And I was just this yeah. like, empty shell of a person mm -hmm. and but I also am I mean I'm glad that I know what it feels like 
because I won't ever go back. Yeah. Like I just won't. I feel that on a very spiritual level. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, that's, that's something that, you know, when you hit that point there, you feel like you can't get out of that point. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, everything else gets clouded. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of doubt. There's no, there's no, um, there's a feeling of drowning that, that is an emotional drowning, not, not a physical drowning. It's just, everything doesn't feel right or normal and nothing, nothing can ever be positive in that sense. And, um, but, you know, I, I think bringing it back to present day, like, not wanting to ever go back there is a really strong motivator. You know, it's, it's a really big thing to understand. Like, you know, I never want to go back to that point. And, you know, whether there's triggers or whether it's therapy or whether it's, you know, lifestyle habits, you know, I, I know yourself, Jordan and myself will probably similar in the sense of like, we don't put ourselves in situations that are going to, bring us back to those points or we're going to make sure that we do everything we can to fulfill the life that makes us happy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've said it to plenty of people before at the end of the day, happiness is all I want. You know, I, yeah. I just want to feel that fulfillment. Um, and and I, I totally understand where you're coming from with that. Yeah. And we deserve to feel that, you know, like I, I didn't, I didn't know if I was like worthy of it or whatever for so long. Yeah. Um, but I know that I am and it, yeah, like I, nothing will keep it from me now. And, um, I've gotten like very picky about who is allowed to have space in my life. And that's been really good too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. as, as your friend for so long, uh, for I'm, almost- not, I'm not kicking you out. No, but I have to say that. <laughs> I am thankful that you you are here. Um, sure. That's wow. My watch just chimed in. <laughs> I'm very thankful that you're here, and I'm even more thankful that you are on this healing journey because I think it's just from someone who obviously cares for another person. It's it's a big thing as an outsider to see, and I. Mm-hmm. I want, you know, people who listen to this to also know that, um, you know, as much as you are, you know, taking on that journey yourself, there's always those like fans on the side that are also, you know, being supportive and, um, being proud because I think it's, it's huge. It's a huge feat of strength. Like that's why, you know, yes, it's not a powerlifting meet. It's not a, a squat. It's not a deadlift, but it's, a feat of strength when it comes to life. And I think that yeah. that's, that's huge. So I'm definitely, definitely grateful for that. Well, um, thank you. Yeah. But I have some lighthearted questions about. Strength. Okay. Cool. So I want to know what your favorite exercise has been so far and why and also what your least favorite exercise has been and why. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with my least favorite because I do. I like, okay. So this is a recent one. My trainer decided that it would be great if we did some stuff with like the TRX 
And um, so I did like mountain climbers um, in the TRX vans for like a full minute. And it destroyed my life. Oof. With your feet in the TRX? With, with my feet yeah, in right. it, yeah. 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 Cool. Um, so I've done it. But the cool thing also is when you hate something so much, you can still get better at it. Yes. And I find I was not able to do it for a full minute until last week. So, awesome. I mean, I still hate it. And, you know. I hate it for a longer period of time. Tell her to fuck off. <laughs> but, yeah. But I can do it now, so. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, my favorite. Um, there's been so much cool stuff. Like, it's been really, I'll, I'll give a few. Like, I had a knee injury. Um, I had sur surgery when I was 19. So, like, I've always been really scared of lower body stuff. Um, I st and, um, really... I think some of it is like my strength is weaker in that leg and some of it is so in my head and I'm just scared. Um, so it's been really cool to see myself get better at like lunges and squatting, just get deeper down. Um, so that's been one of the favorites. Um, just started doing Bulgarian split squats. That wasn't fun, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, but also it is cool to see like, oh, like I can do this. Yeah. Um, and I also have a, a, a goal for myself that I question why I set that goal every day of my life. Um, <laughs> but I want to be able to do just one pull up, just one. Love it. Um, so just seeing myself getting closer to that goal has been really cool too. That's like, I think such a. It's because of gym class. Yes, I honestly think <laughs> it's such a real thing, especially for females, because, yeah. like, I feel like in gym class, it was like, okay, the boys would just get up there, and they would just, like, crank out. They would just do it. Yeah, and then you would have, like, like, the gymnast or the cheerleader, like, our friend Kristen and, could crank them out. Yeah, Kristen, obviously, comes, she could do it, but, like, then you have me, oh, I was, like, a chubby, <laughs> chubby little kid, and you want me to get up there in front of everyone and try and do a pull-up, right. like, scarred for life, but... I'll show them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so funny because I think that's such a common thing for people. Yeah. It's like ingrained in our minds from gym it class. It is. Gym you class know? fucked us up. Yes. I yeah. remember doing my first one and I was like, holy shit, I never thought I was going to be able to do that. Because same thing, you look back at, the, at that like chubby little fourth grader, like yeah. I'm supposed to pull myself up. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't going to happen. Like, yeah. I don't know why we even tried, but. <laughs> But it is going to happen with this 30-year-old, so. <laughs> That's awesome. I hope you get a video of it. I want to see. Oh, I totally will. When I'm getting close, I'm just going to make videotape it every time. <laughs> every attempt. But then every you attempt. Do like a montage. I will. I should yeah. just start now. <laughs> right, yeah. Be one of those, like, time hop things, like, yeah. in a yeah. year from now, I'd be like, I look yeah. back, and that was, One's this is how close I was. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's going on right now the where it started and where it's going right oh god i'll have to bring that back i'm gonna have to really start working at this it might be a while guys <laughs> i'll be right there with you after right uh and then i have a lighthearted question since moving to georgia besides the beach what is the coolest thing about oh, georgia the coolest thing about georgia um, 
I mean, a big draw is the weather. Like, <laughs> it, I understandable. Yeah. I can't believe how quickly I lost my buffalo blood. <laughs> like, it'll be 70 degrees, and I'll walk out on my porch and be like, oh, my God, it's so chilly. Like, I have to go grab a sweater. <laughs> like, it's gotten really bad. Um, I remember it just being, like, 40 in the winter. That was probably the lowest it got, and I was just, like, I refused to leave the house at 40 degrees. So, I mean, the weather has been great. <laughs> um other than that, weirdly, my favorite place in Savannah is actually a cemetery. Um, okay. So I go there a lot. Um, the there is beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, even, yeah, just like walking around downtown and stuff too. But the cemetery, yeah, it's just, it's gorgeous. And it has like, when the azaleas are in bloom and it has like the Spanish moss everywhere. It's just, it's gorgeous. And I've done a lot of healing there too. Um, so I try to take the dogs for walks there all the time, but that's probably, that's not probably, that is my favorite spot in Savannah is the cemetery. That's awesome. Very cool. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely, I want to venture down there because it looks beautiful. Um, Do it. Come see me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, Jordan, thank you for obviously, you know, sharing your story with us. Um, yeah. I know that that's, that's a really big thing and, and we appreciate you opening um, yourself up to that. And I'm sure people listening also will appreciate hearing your story because a lot of people take things from these, these episodes. Yeah. That we do. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I mean, I've tried, sorry. Um, but like, I've tried to just be, I've always been open and vulnerable about, about these things, but like, I've tried to really be as much as I can because we still have a long way to go sure. with the stigma around suicide and mental health. And I just, you know, I want people to know that like I've been through it and that there is a light on the other side. Absolutely. You're absolutely yep. great. Um, and that's honestly the takeaway. It's, it's so important. Um, but yeah, thank you. And I'm jealous that you have beautiful, although Fall is very pretty here right now, so it is. I do miss the trees, yes. like the leaves changing. <laughs> but but I, it's also eighty degrees here, you know. So like, I went to the on Friday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. I'll be anxious of that in a couple months when it's snow. it might snow Friday to be honest. But oh god, um, wait, really? Yeah, Jordan sent that to me. Other oh, little Jay, little Jay, little Jay, little Jay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much, and. Um, Carly, do you have any advice for the people out there? Uh, read your books. And drink your tea. Drink, drink your tea. tea. <laughs> drink your tea. Everyone <laughs> needs to drink your sleepy time tea. Yeah, that's I'm true. Drink some right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks guys for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. Bye. See ya. Bye.